0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Comics Pals Reviews. Today, I am joined by Pete. Yo. Marco. The Earth Thing. And Tyler.
1: Yeah, Mark, you threw me off. I had a whole bit planned and everything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what
1: you went for there. Tyler's just like, I can't top the Earth thing and then for some reason the guitar case behind you sort of looks like in my head i'm like oh that's like the frozen thumb that that one bar in alaska drinks in the the bottle that's a thing never mind all right okay there's a bar in alaska that has this (laughs) this this thumb that has been removed from a human hand that has frostbite or something on it and it's pretty much dried up and you can get a drink where you have to put it in a drink and drink it it's like they like drink the whole like a, like you eat the finger. You don't eat the finger. No, no, no. But you get a bit of the finger while you're drinking it.
3: Oof, Tyler, that's nasty. T- I don't
1: Tyler, like that It's in the Yukon. It's in if, the Yukon.
3: If this was the bit, I don't think it would have landed.
1: It wasn't the bit. It wasn't oh. the bit at all. No, but you yeah, looked <laughs> it toward, towards your, your Zoom thing. I appreciate um, the I constructive criticism there. Though. Wait, we have a Swamp Thing Christmas sweater? Yeah, You're boy. surprised by that?
3: More surprised that it exists I than surprised that Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. And I have another one in red.
1: Does it have Animal Man on it? Huh?
3: Oh. Look at this guy. He does his homework. No, I do. (laughs) All
0: right. Well, uh, we've got four massive books to talk about today. This is a a huge week. Uh, Marvel and DC both closing out 2021 with a bang. We're actually reviewing Inferno number three. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh Devil's I feel brain. like whenever
1: whenever you laugh when you when you name something, I'm like, uh, I'm not sure Sean liked that one. <laughs> I don't ever see you happy laugh at something. Sean well,
0: you know, you know what I what I'm laughing at, Tyler? Because I was gonna say, I was gonna say, hey, why don't we all show off our covers for Inferno? Uh, then I okay. realized i want a podcast with three people who don't physically buy comics. It's really sad. I Added a laugh track to that one
1: because we're, we're gonna <laughs> laugh. I'm gonna add laugh tracks to anything you say now. Sure. Go ahead. That's great. I, Sorry, love your I got the audience. I got some new toys now, and I just want to <laughs> fuck with Sean a little bit, but
0: uh we've got Batman one eighteen. This is the start of Joshua Williamson's run. And then of course, closing out, we have the swamp thing. This is the oh, end. Okay. Oh, okay. What's that, Tyler? Nice. That's the Brian
1: Bowen Sounds cover, like isn't it? Yeah, it sure Damn, is. Damn,
0: that's if you cool. Like
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm near a comic shop now, so yeah. maybe. Sean's maybe. got one of the
2: 10 that they sent to New York this week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so those are the four books we're going to be doing. Uh, we're excited
1: to get into that. Before we do, Tyler, what is this face about? I had a thought. Is it messed up? You're buying a physical paper version of Swamp Thing because it's like, <laughs> like you're killing trees for it. <laughs> are you high?
3: It's like pieces that's of the not- green, Tyler. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. But, I'm like. But, I'm like. Would Swamp Thing approve of of this? I don't know. But see, Tyler, our digital editions are also NFTs, so we're probably doing more damage. Than- it's true. Then Sean probably is. My
1: Ethereum is not doing too well right now. I need to go, you know, I'm going to make an NFT and then buy my own NFT. So I still have the Ethereum, but then I also have the NFT. And I can sell that again to some Rube. Well, I have
0: an NFT. My first official NFT, I was going to say this on the show, but I have an NFT coming in from my purchase of tickets to see Spider-Man the no Way Home. Whoa. <laughs> they gave you an NFT? They gave me an <laughs> NFT, so Wait. I'm
3: officially a part of the problem. I thought it was only a shareholder could do it. It was the first eighty thousand. Damn, but shareholders?
0: No, that's not what I heard. I what are you a shareholder of? When I was buying the tickets, that's what
3: it said. It's supposed to be for AMC shareholders. You have to prove you're a shareholder, and they're going to give you an NFT.
2: Yo, I mean, if Sean just gets one of these, like, by accident, he's about to become, a, like, a fucking millionaire.
3: Yeah, right? Actually yeah, if right. you have
1: NFT, you are a millionaire. You sell a shitty this shitty
2: JPEG of uh, Spider-Man and get, like, a jillion Doge coins or whatever, you know?
1: Just make sure you post it on your Instagram so I can screenshot it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're going to steal from Sean like that, Tyler? That's really wrong. You wouldn't steal a, a, a DVD. What's the thing? I don't know. You wouldn't steal Slump a car. Swamp thing. <laughs> 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 it's not a
0: victimless crime tyler <laughs> uh the green is so, dying because of it <laughs> i'm dying to move on so i can talk comics if you want to support the show there are plenty of ways that you can do that make sure that you guys are leaving us a follow, a rating and a review wherever you listen to us if that's youtube that's youtube.com the comics pals Leave us a subscription. Really helps us out a lot. We're on the road to 500 subscribers. Help us along that path. We'd really appreciate it. Like the video. Share it with your friends. Drop us a comment. You guys are always amazing about that. And if you leave a comment, we will read it on the main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every single Monday. We typically do the comments, like, first thing up, so you don't have to listen for long to hear us talk about what you had to say. But be careful, because if you write into the show and you criticize us or you say something like a little
1: off. Did they do that this week? I haven't listened to this week's yeah. show yet. I don't have yeah. much of a commute anymore. All right. Same. Cool. Somebody guys, somebody if you want to shit talk Sean. me, I'm not on I'm not on the main show. So you can just <laughs> fuck with me. I won't be able to respond. I defend my friends though. So I will step up for you. It would probably be justified though if they had criticism for me, you know. It depends. <laughs> this guy screenshot my NFT, you know, like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's a thief confirmed (laughs) so we decided that we're not going to make you guys wait to hear us talk about the main event we're going to do our inferno review up front like we're just going to start with that uh because this is the big book of the week every time it comes out it feels like a real event so we're just going to talk inferno for the next i don't know 30 minutes strap in uh, of course,
2: Marco's this, making faces that make me think we're gonna
0: like bully him. <laughs>
1: Marco's like, Dude, 30, 30 minutes. I only got like a five minute
0: bit on this one. Geez, <laughs> only a fool would come onto this podcast and critique Inferno. We're not, we're not like reviewing it, we're dissecting it. There's a difference. There's no critiques here. Okay? I don't think we've done less than 40 minutes on this book. <laughs> You're right, and we have the most people we've ever had to talk about Inferno, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Jonathan Hickman R.B. Silva is joined by Stefano Caselli and Valerio Schidi on pencils uh, Adriano De Benetto did the inks David Curiel on colors and Joe Sabino on letters Tom Muller of course the designer wow what a doozy of a comic book uh, every issue of Inferno just gets crazier and crazier I just can't even believe it it's unreal Tyler you're making a face are you here to disagree <laughs>
1: A little bit. Go ahead. Let's, I think Let's, it's, I think let's it's, do it. I think it's losing itself a little bit. Like what? There, 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 I feel like there were a little too many, like, ooh, little twist here, little twist there. Um, To the point where, like, I don't know. Like, it was like, oh, I was actually from the days of future past. Oh, I can't reach my laugh track button here. But, like, <laughs> Fail. it's just, I don't know. It was it reminded me of some like real doctor who timey wimey shit where it kind of just like forced itself to fit this, this, I don't, I don't know. There was a little too much going on for me. Like really? I'm so surprised by that. And I think the typical Marvel event, it, well, this would be an event, right? Yeah. Like, yeah okay. Yeah. It's like, all right, well by issue three, you're going to have three different artists. um, Which was, was noticeable for me. Um, like I thought the most compelling thing and I don't think these words have ever been said in the history of comic books was the the Doug Ramsey part of it <laughs> <That's> like <great. laughs> yeah like like the whole fact that like oh this guy has has been a secret uh, creepy security guy this entire time it has been and knows everything that's going on but we don't get full payoff of that but I assume we will um like I thought, that was the most interesting part. But then, so, when then when once once we got to like Nimrod and the Omega Sentinel and all that, where it's like, oh, the Omega Sentinels from the future, and then sent to the past. Or sorry, Nimrod is that, and then Omega Sentinels from it looks like one of Moira's past lives. Yeah, um, <laughs> and she's always been that way, you know. Um, I don't know. I didn't dislike it, not at all. But like I, I was feeling like I was like oh okay, it's getting a little lost
3: with it. I think I think that was the only time where I, I don't think overall the this like, mini event is losing its steam. I think that I totally part agree. of it yeah. the uh, the Omega Sentinel in, in particular I think was like a weird way to introduce the character. Um, it, it kind of felt like it came out of left field. And was it
0: an introduction to the character though?
3: Well, but I mean, like. In at least, like with consequences to what's going on in this book. Um, cause t- to your point, Harry, it's coming from a, from a separate life. She so, said maybe five
1: lines this entire, uh, uh, I guess generation of X Men, you know.
3: What um, have you like been I reading
0: think... these comic
1: books? Oh, I've read every single X Men comic book since. Maybe so I just have like, overloaded in my brain. Yeah, I'm like, like I'm like really that. confused
2: that you guys feel that way. Like I feel like she's been like so lurking look, in, like
1: we like I think like what yeah, she's been lurking. That's the whole thing though. She's been lurking the entire time. But yeah, you but, know what's um, funny?
0: On the last review that we did, I literally called this. I was
2: going to say I, I was going to say didn't we discuss this during either the first yeah. or second issue review? I feel like and we also said the same I think we talked about the thing with Doug too, like where yes. we're like I, I feel like this issue was like paying off a ton of things that we've been talking about and theorizing about for so long, you know, and like that, that and,
0: we're already on the table. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And maybe it's because you and I, I think did the first two and it was just us. And we talked about it for 40 minutes or whatever, and like set up all these, you know, expectations. And then like were are rewarded for that. I feel like, um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like we're right back in like the Hoxpox era where it's like, I feel like this is,
1: this was all payoff, this whole issue. I will say, I thought it was good. I'm going to say that. Like, I, didn't, I don't think it was bad. I just was getting a little lost with it, just admittedly for me. Maybe I mean, I'm just, my brain's, my, moved, my brain might be fried. It but, moved you know, around a lot. Like, I'll give you that. It covers a lot
2: of yeah. ground. It's, yeah. it's a lot less focused than I think the last couple issues have been. That might be it, Um yeah. You know, like, the other two were way more focused on something specific. And this is, like, I think, uh, a, pulling on a lot of threads that you know had already been established right like what's going on with doug and um you know and and krakoa and and um and what's his name i can never warlock uh and that's something that's been kind of brewing in the background for a really long time right and similarly you know we're getting advancement on you know the rift that's grown between you know charles and eric and and emma and, you know, kind of the ramifications of that, you know, we're getting major development in the Moira side of the storyline. Um, I I feel like
1: I don't know. I like a question I, go about the question. Go ahead. The Moira side. How did they track more? Like, how did Professor X get confused with Moira's arm? Like, doesn't he track? Like, didn't he find he went to go look for Moira? Uh, he went to the Orcus location and said he just found an arm because Mystique and Destiny have taken Moira outside of that. Would he be able to track her by her mind? Mind.
0: So my thought there, and I don't know that this is the answer, is that she's probably not able to be tracked by her mind because
1: they might want to okay. keep her off the radar. That's oh, it. I see. You mean because from the other te- telepaths. Okay.
2: Now that now that you mentioned it, too, Sean. When Charles feels that she's under attack, he says, "Eric, find her," and he has a transmitter.
3: Right.
2: Yes, that's right. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. So I don't know. I Good. guess I go. guess it was
0: like a chip in her arm or something or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Um, we should establish what all even happened in this in this issue. <laughs> a lot <laughs> happened. A lot did happen. We yeah. talked a little bit about Doug and essentially how Doug and Warlock, which is something that by the way, you know, that was established in <laughs> House and Powers that something was going on with Doug and Warlock that they didn't want everyone else to know. And now that has been paid off. We understand that Doug has been tracking uh, what's been going on behind the scenes. He essentially created a like a a a security system. system. Yeah. In in Krakoa, a spy network It reminded me of the Dark Knight, where he has all those uh, monitors that are. Yeah, uh, it was just the
1: it was just the mutant version of the Patriot
0: Act. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was great. I thought that 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 whole sequence was awesome. I love the way that Krakoa looks. It's such <laughs> a great design, mm-hmm. um, and I love the like the Warlock Krakoa, the red version or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah.
2: So, I have a theory that you know I know we're we're kind of like going through this section by section, but it's specifically about Doug and what's going on here. Sure. Yeah. We've been talking a long time about like what's his angle. Right? like what what is he doing like and you know we were established in the very beginning that he doesn't trust Professor X, right um I I feel like he's responsible for everything that's being set in motion right now. like we talked about <clears throat> how um mystique figured everything out right and like was able to put all these pieces together. I feel like Doug aided and facilitated that. When he found out what happened, I think the the moment where he he goes, um, it's right here, right? He's he's with Krakoa and he overhears their conversation, and it's when she says, uh, when Moira says, "I cannot, will not accept her breathing krakoan air. I want her gone forever, burned from all existence." And he says, "Damn it!" I think he is the one who informs Mystique of what's happening and enables her to revive Destiny. To, to make all this happen because how like when you think about it too right that's why he knew that Moira's arm was where the locator was right and he probably communicated that to Mystique um and, and I I'm willing to bet that that's what's going on and I don't know to what end but I'm planting my flag in that theory right now <laughs> was
3: was that was that scene not after or like during the same when um destiny was being resurrected though the they're, they're having the conversation like underground but then i think it was right before no you know, it yeah it's right?
2: before that because yeah moira says i won't have her breathing mutant like krakow air you need to deal with this then they try to deal with it and they're they're surprised to find that she's already been resurrected
1: yeah that's right before we got that okay. like
2: cliffhanger page yeah so, like, I feel like he's low-key facilitating a coup. Hmm. Whether or not he's... I don't know that he's orchestrated it, but I feel like he's supplying if, people with information.
1: So what if is orchestrating it? That's possible, we too. We don't know what Krakoa is saying. I
2: right. I feel like it probably is the three of them in cahoots, Krakoa, Warlock, oh, sure. and, yep. and Doug. I feel like they have emerged as their own faction. Right, where it's like three of them are working together and orchestrating this whole fucking plan. Kakoa
1: would go into business for himself. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) shit.
0: Um, I think you're probably right, Pete. Uh, There's no other reason why the Doug stuff would have been attached to this issue. Each issue so far has had, like, previously on X-Men, and it's a a redone version of a scene we've seen before that connects to the rest of the issue. I don't think there's a reason why... They would have <clears throat> excuse me, used that here. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I I I feel like that has to that has to mean something. And them lingering on that moment with Doug and him realizing what's happening. Um I feel like he felt motivated to act based on that. You know, and Sean, you've pointed out in, in our previous conversations that like um Mystique and Destiny are kind of like characters that make more sense to root for in what's going on right now because like they're just trying to live their lives right and like they don't have any motive beyond that beyond like being together and loving each other um and you know like irene is kind of a victim of circumstance in, in this scenario more than anything uh so i i feel like that's kind of interesting like when you when you think about it, because like I feel like maybe Doug feels that way
0: too. He, especially because Doug is a lover. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Doug has a wife and he understands that willingness to do whatever it takes for the person that you love. He's experienced it on both ends. He's been in that position to have to do what it takes and also received it. So I could see him being highly sympathetic to What's happening in Destiny and Mystique's lives? I, mean, I do want to uh, put a pin in the conversation about those two because I want to talk about them later uh, as it relates to who we're cheering for um,
1: and who the good guys are, I guess. Tyler, you're about to jump in real quick. Well, I was going to say uh, just to file this under baseless speculation, but the new Destiny of X uh, teaser image does not have Doug on it, it has pretty much every other major character. Yeah. Um, it does have Destiny and Mystique, but it does not have Doug or Warlock. It has Bay, or his wife, Bay, right? That's her name? Yeah, Bay, yes. Yeah. Uh, but no Doug. So interesting. That can um, mean nothing. You know, maybe Lanille Yu just didn't want to draw Warlock. Who knows?
3: <laughs> That's it.
1: The
0: scene with Emma, Destiny, and Mystique I thought was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that Jonathan Hickman gets criticized a lot for is taking characters and kind of doing things that don't feel true to them in order to get where he's trying to go. I personally have not really agreed with that too much. I think it's probably most true about like Cyclops, um, but mostly everybody else is doing what I think they would do. This is a scene where I have really felt that, um, you know, Emma feels betrayed. You think about the history of Emma Frost and what's happened in her life in like in our time over the last 20 or so years, how she's been for almost that entire time, a loyal soldier for the X-Men, you know, a, a, a really intrinsic element of the team. And she thought that she had built a camaraderie and trust with Charles and Magneto that they would have looped her in about something like this from the jump. And they didn't do that. So now she just is like, you know what? Screw all of you. I don't want to be a part of this. I'm on my own team. Uh, But she does tell Mystique and Destiny. She shows them what's going on, Mm -hmm. which I didn't. I don't know. I don't think I expected that to happen. But I I keep forgetting this is like a a really condensed thing because we don't have much time left with Hickman. So he's got to do it all now
2: that is something that like it's funny because i'm with you where we got to this issue and i was like whoa like fuck we're going there like already but like i like that because as much as i enjoyed the slower pace of house and powers the fact that this like felt like it really had a lot of room to breathe the last two issues and then this one is just like like we're not wasting time there's no fat on this issue like let's let's move was like a surprise but I, I don't know. It's 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 almost refreshing in a way because I feel like we've been in such a holding pattern with the X Men for so long, where like this is the main event. This is the shit I've been waiting for, right? And yeah. it's nice to get rewarded for some of that investment finally.
3: Yeah, I, I I expected that we'd get like a big reveal at some point with regards to these characters, just because this is the the this is the second to last issue. So like yeah, that it has to sort of move along. Next issue we're done and you know, moving on to the next thing. So, um, when, when they whipped that out, that was cool. That was a really strong moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the moment that kind of blew my socks off and had me like audibly like screaming was when Moira gets captured here. Like, Again, something I didn't see coming, you know. And apparently, Magneto and Charles didn't either. It's almost weird the idea that she's just casually walking around, like,
3: yeah.
1: I thought that was stupid. This well, whole we time she we, does it. I know, but like the whole time she's locked, you know, under an underground underwater facility, but like she can just use any kind of you know Orca's portal to, or not Orca's, uh, a portal, just to go get a crep. <laughs> you know, like i don't know i don't know i feel I, like you should you should have a little more control over the most important person to them. yeah I, I get
2: that it. but i i feel like there's like a how long have they been doing this already right like it, it, the understanding is that she's been you know bunkered off for for years at this point right because everyone's thought she's dead for a long time um i feel like you'd get lulled into a false sense of security of like yeah yeah like nobody's gonna know if i if i'm just a random you know like white lady in france like walking down the block right like that's you know um i i like i feel like i get that that motivation to be like okay like why would you do that but i feel like in the context of what her reality is that didn't like it passed the smell test for me is i guess what i'm saying
3: they had a, a moment I think in last the last issue, maybe the first issue where they were meeting with like the the old folk, the the Terra Verde people about like um the golden girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like they they probably just like hacked whatever the system was and that's how they located her.
0: They definitely did that. We saw that, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I I got to say though, um you know, Sean, you said that you were surprised that they uh, like kidnapped her and everything. I was like deeply confused by that, like, because I just don't know what their end game is. Because like, they're not gonna kill her. Like, obviously, they don't. They don't want to. They're trying to protect the timeline and everything. And so, like, I don't know. Like, is it, it, I guess they're orchestrating this to like capture her and like take her under their control and try to take Who Charles are you and. About? I'm sorry, Destiny and and Mystique like kidnapping Moira. Like it's it's very much they're doing this thing to set up this trick ideally to like I guess take Charles and and Eric out of the picture and kind of take over, but like I don't know, wouldn't it have just been easier to like keep her in her isolated base and go capture her there rather than like I don't know, I guess I'm just a little like confused by what their end game is here.
0: Well, so it's important to note they didn't capture her. Right. The the Orcas people did. So they're piggybacking off of whatever Orcas is doing and taking this opportunity. She was going to get captured either way.
1: And we've seen Mystique. Oh, OK, infiltrate
2: Orcas. That so makes more she sense. Has. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot about that context. I'm thinking that that's
0: part of their plan. But no, of course it's not. Um. So we should talk about the the probably the thing that has people most talking. We already addressed it a little bit. It's the scene between Omega Sentinel and Nimrod. So Tyler referenced the days of future past line. I want to tackle that first. I don't think she was saying that to say that she's literally from the days of future past timeline. I think I yeah. Pikmin was I think thinking it was more son Yeah, it yeah. Was, like a, it, was a tongue
1: in cheek. like Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen kind of meme. Um, I did
0: say last time that I thought that uh, Karima was from the future. Um, Now we know that that's the case, but of course it's a Hickman book, so there is a wrinkle. She is from a version of the future that's different from what we understand to be true. So what we learned here is that Everything that Magneto, Charles, and Moira are doing works. That this is successful in the future. And that this Omega Sentinel comes from the future of this timeline, Timeline 10, where Moira and them win. And the same exact way that they send... uh, what what was it they sent back? It was more. It was Wolverine's DNA. I forget. Empowers at the end when they get to the apex of everything, they send something back um, oh. through a black hole. I can't remember, but we know that that's how they can tra- That the only way you can survive Moira's reset is if you're in a black hole when it happens. Right. And so Omega Sentinel sent herself back so that she could activate Nimrod sooner to change the future to me that is consistent with everything that we know not because it was uh like done before by her but because all the rules of that already exist and we know that it can be done so I had no problems with that I actually really enjoyed it and it's cool because it tells us that unless the future is changed by them And whatever machinations Mystique and Destiny are doing, the X-Men get what they want. It throws a huge monkey wrench into this conversation because that's what we want, right? As readers, we want mutants to succeed. And when we did the House of Powers review, that's what everybody said. But now it's flipped because now we know mutants will win, but at what cost?
2: Yeah, it's interesting because – you were when you said the thing about oh i got to the part of the book where i audibly gasped the thing for me was when we got back to moira's life timeline i was like oh shit like I this is too. this is a big deal and uh i thought it was interesting there's some stuff on the timeline right where uh mutants and humans like work together there's it, on the timeline there's the mutant human alliance yeah um i guess to fight the children like the, the children of p- the vault yes. yeah the post-humans um, but then a couple years later uh after the children are defeated and apocalypse returns there's the mutant human war so like yeah seemingly mutants wipe out humanity <laughs> at
1: what yes. and, and then there's also that weird wrinkle that I guess Krakoa allowed the children of the vault to grow and post-humans to grow like isn't that revealed too like Krakoa's like hey This thing is building here in the section that I can't see, but Warlock can see it, so I know what's going on. Mm. Um, Uh. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, that's interesting. Well,
0: we know that some kind of a a version of Krakoa goes on to the future of uh, one of the timelines, and we've always speculated that there would be a fusion of Krakoa and Warlock. Right. So I'm wondering if that isn't, like, what's going to come to pass. Because the, we know the end game is, like, hum, forget humans. It's, it's post-humans and machine technology versus mutants. Krakoa is a mutant, I guess. It's like a... Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's aligned with a machine in, in Warlock. So I think that's, that's probably uh, – there's probably some truth to what you're saying there, Tyler. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that timeline was shocking. It came out of nowhere. Um, but, again, it just adds another wrinkle to what I feel is, is, a, is an amazing story that I'm so bummed is on its way uh, towards ending. So with, with what we've kind of discussed, are you guys still not into the Omega Sentinel reveal?
2: Oh, I, I I thought you were gonna go down a different path. Yeah, I I I don't mind that. I feel like it's it's it kind of feels like a, a means to an end in in the story. But like, I'm cool with that because like I feel like what it's what it's doing and disrupting is interesting. So like, I, I don't really necessarily care about Nimrod or Omega Sentinel like as characters, but like as an obstacle that exists to throw a wrench in the timeline, I'm cool with
0: that. Well, Tyler, you and Marco,
1: you guys were against it. So, how do you feel now? I mean, I'll, I'll let it play out. Like, I'm not, I'm not against it. I wouldn't say, but like, I just didn't, I didn't gasp or pop for it. You know, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens. Okay.
3: Yeah, I didn't pop for it. I forgot who this was. So, <laughs> I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" I knew this it. You explaining I knew it, 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 I was like, "Oh, that's right. I remember these things." <laughs>
1: she had the weird thing on her face. Yeah. You know? It's
0: worth pointing out for those of you who like Marco. Don't remember exactly who Omega Sentinel was. People is. like Marco? That's not true. Um, <laughs> no, people love Mark.
1: There or we master. go. There we go.
0: Um, she's a human. She was a human. Omega Sentinel Karima was a human being who was infected with the Sentinel virus or whatever you want to call it. And in mm. fact, um, if you look at the uh, the, the Moira Life 10 timeline, you can see the timeline of Omega Sentinel mm-hmm. coming online and what happened there. That same thing is actually in, I believe it's house number three, house more powers number three. So just to show you how long Hickman has been driving towards this, right? Um, in any event, there is the face-off between destiny. Uh, mystique and Moira I, I mean we've been waiting so long to see that that's insane um when is Destiny's power gonna kick in
2: I feel like short shortly after now because the blanks are being filled in and that's been the thing that's been fucking her powers up is like yeah that there's all this information and stuff that she doesn't know and like as she's filling in those blanks I imagine it'll become like the pieces will come into place for her a little bit, oh, yeah. you know, I,
1: I think Mystique and destiny are definitely winning. You know, if anyone's going to win in this, it's going to be them, especially since not to mention that other destiny of X, you know, promo image that came up, but blindfolds on it. Another precog. Right. Um, Who we haven't seen either. Mm. Not the strongest one, but the one we haven't seen since what Rosenberg's strange X-Men run right before house and powers. Um, so I guess precogs will be allowed on Krakoa soon enough.
0: yep. uh and then of course the book ends with Magneto and Charles facing off with Nimrod. that's a that's bad.
1: I out a metal. I think they're gonna, gonna just, just
0: die.
2: die. like I feel like they're gonna get their fucking clocks cleaned and like maybe get taken off the table for
3: a while. No, I I feel like it's good. it's just a setup for like a really cool fight. This is the last issue and they to get killed else.
1: off cyclops puts his red costume on takes control this is what i want i don't know marco you think, you think out. they can beat these
2: guys there's a whole group
1: of of people with
2: probably anti-mutant weaponry and then fucking nimrod and omega sentinel like i don't know dude
3: yeah but like plot armor too i feel like they're gonna i feel like it, it'll be cool kick-ass <laughs> they shit.
2: already have plot armor though because they can be re- resurrected later Like, you could easily kill them off and be like, yeah, they're fucking dead for a while. Mystique's in charge,
0: baby. Like, (laughs) we know for a fact that they will die, actually, because we saw Emma resurrecting them. So, oh, fuck. Right. I fucking forgot about that. But that doesn't mean that that will happen here and now. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that Charles and. Magneto will not or yeah the Charles and Magneto will not be in Destiny of X I believe that that sequence we saw is the result of whatever Emma's endgame is which will happen down the road
3: from now huh okay
0: fuck with that Hmm. yeah I'm with you there uh no follow-up on the Colossus element from last issue
1: forgot about that yeah
0: yeah me too I did forget
2: about that busy
1: screaming somewhere Unless it it might be in like an X Force. I know they were talking about an X Force. The new issue of X Force just came out. So you uh, want to talk last about a, so. uh,
0: a great sound for you to have access to? It would have been crazy if you could have played the Colossus yell right there. Uh,
1: don't worry. Uh, oh! on, my, <laughs> on my stream when I do Journey into Quistery, it it if there are like uh, followers or something that pops up. Don't worry. Beautiful. i Already planned that.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, you know what this issue really didn't leave me with a ton of theorizing. so much as it I'm just ready for you know where this is going I feel like this what was one the
2: art- that answered questions rather than raised them
1: yeah. yeah how do you guys feel about the three artists in it I mean they're like three good artists like each of yes. these artists has done their own Marvel yeah. events so like it's nothing to slouch at but
2: I, I, that's um, never my favorite thing but I feel like when you have to your point people that are you know Um, this on the ball it it's like all right like you know i can accept it
3: yeah i'll take it
0: i was aware of it because they told us but had they not i wouldn't have thought about it yeah Uh, i felt like there was
2: enough cohesion between them that it felt it felt appropriate you know
0: man i i i can't i i'm gonna hate it when this era is over these colors are beautiful like for you guys on YouTube, like, look at this page. I
2: know
1: it's good. You know that's, that's insane. Like, it's like a co Cambria cover. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> that's does. why I like it. Um, <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I mean, we said this when it started, but I, th- I think we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll always look back on this era and be like, wow, like what a, what a moment, you know. I
1: think yeah. this, goes, this goes up there with like Morrison's, like new X Men stuff. As a,
0: as a classic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think this will be up there like this like it's gonna be like Claremont, Morrison, this, I feel.
0: I agree. Um, yeah. I really wish I really wish Hickman was getting like the lengthy run to really contend with them because I think there are people who will dismiss that idea on its face because he's not the sole storyteller here. Mm-hmm. But man, I put these issues up against anything.
1: Did I read something about Gillen joining the X Men team?
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. He's doing immortal X Men. I want yeah. to say,
1: yeah. There's a guy that I think could could actually him and um, uh oh, who's doing way of X, Psy. um, Cypher. Psy I feel like they can kind of pick up off these things pretty
3: well. I can see that Gillen with the stuff he's been doing on Eternals, I can definitely see that.
1: Oh, it's, and especially like Eternals and then like Die his stuff and Die and Once in Future. Like this guy, uh, Gillen knows his shit. I'm a big Gillen mark. So, all right.
0: Way of X was like the road to nowhere.
1: <laughs> I I really liked Way of X. You
0: uh, you like f- okay? I fought so
2: hard to like Way of X, and it really <laughs> it really dissuaded me.
1: I, I feel like it was an ongoing that was then forced to be a miniseries. Like you know what I mean?
0: Sure. Yeah, but ongoing to where? Like to what?
1: <laughs> uh, they were talking about mutants fucking. You know, like. <laughs>
0: That's all I thought it was. For this me, is common is like Sex. Yeah. All this. It's my book of the week, and this was a stacked week. God, Tyler. You know Yo, I used to really because like we're talking
1: you. about uh, the next book, which was definitely my pick of the week.
0: Devil's Reign. Okay.
1: okay. Uh, oh, before we wanna... get there, this yeah. is
0: my pick of the week too.
1: Infernos, the hotness. It. Oh yeah, pull it, pull it. yank, pull it, yank pull this it. one. I'm gonna say this is a yank. <laughs> um. What else is a yank? Uh, um, crank baseball team? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yankee, right. Yankee, crank. So yeah, if we're gonna we're talk, talk about go, Devil's Reign, the first
2: thing I want to say is how much this cover reminds me of a Dungeons and Dragons book. Hey, there we go. You know,
1: doesn't it? I've been, I've been, I've been listening to listening, watching to a ton of Critical Role lately. Um, so like, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. So. Can, so Devil's Reign, I don't have the book near me and I'm petting my cat. That's uh, Marco Ciceto just, and Chip Zarsky,
0: right? The yeah, yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, we've got Marcio uh, Menez on colors and Clayton mm-hmm. Cowles on letters. Feel free. Okay.
1: Um, this felt, This is like my section of the Marvel Universe.
0: Speak on it, dude. Like, oh,
1: I man. love street level. Seeing Luke Cage again for the first time in like yep. what? years i feel ever since like his netflix series got canceled he's kind of been just playing like a you know behind the scenes character really um i love daredevil i have a freaking daredevil tattoo like i'm I'm, like i'm big into it moon Knights and this just like that whole like street level um idea of like heroes just trying to do good and people are trying to stop them from doing good super simple superhero stuff not Um, no offense to house and powers or or x-men but like there's no like humanity is going to become post-human and there's machines and then there's mutants and like this is a lot more dumb for dummies like me um (laughs) and then you throw in like the best part of Marvel civil war which is like that cap being like Come a fugitive on. from I knew you would love this, I was
2: like, it's <sighs> fucking Civil War. It's just Civil War, but yeah, just in New it's, York.
1: <laughs> it's Civil War where Daredevil takes the starring lead. Well, and, the uh, and,
2: and all the superheroes are on the same team, <laughs> which is, yep, uh, yep. so it's more uh, fun. <laughs> and,
1: then you, and then you throw in the Thunderbolts, which are then controlled by Kingpin in New York City. And, you know, Doc Ock is a Thunderbolt. Shocker's here, Rhino. Like, oh, dude, this is like, this is like good soup for me. You know what I mean? Like it just feels good. I can, it's it's what I crave. I loved it. And then Marco Giacchetto. Like I've been a Cicetto fan since I would say, was it Brian? One of the Brian's did Punisher where he was like this force of nature. Uh, was it Brian Wood? Maybe. Oh, the where he you're talking about.
0: You're not okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I remember that run. Yeah, yeah. So where he, he had like the word
1: spray painted kind of skull yeah. on. It. He didn't talk at all.
0: Yes, it that was, was really awesome. the
1: perspective was through like a woman who was like a detective or something like that. Yep, yep. Um, that's where I was introduced to Chetto. I'm like, yo, this guy is good. And like seeing him draw like the the fight scene with you know Moon Knight. Uh, even though he drew Rhino with strange ears, which I was like, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. Um, i really oh like man, the texture is, of the suit that he did oh yeah there's of. texture yeah. all over this thing this is a texture rich book
2: yeah it's really good it's
1: yeah everything is is you can you can smell the dirt on a lot of the pages in this even like, the, like you can um, smell new york city in this the, in this the, book the fire you know, digital copy tyler stop lying <laughs> fair i can't smell anything i should probably get a test um <laughs> yeah the, but, the,
2: yeah no i really enjoyed it the scene with the fire i think really had that that like smell factor you know like i felt very enveloped in that moment and yeah
1: pete sniffs when i'm stepping in I, I get
2: on. it i get it yeah. it's lying too uh, <laughs> real quick though can you okay so uh the the spider-man who they show up to help is that miles
1: is that his, his new costume? Yeah, he has a new he has a new okay. suit in the in his, in his solo series. Yeah. Okay, I haven't
2: seen that, and then I had to confirm that myself. The is is the woman in the Daredevil costume, Electra? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. That's this
0: is uh picking up from the Daredevil proper series mm-hmm. that Zdarsky's been doing for a couple of years now or whatever it is. It's been excellent. For those of you who haven't read it, I'm not fully caught up, but um I, from what I read, it was it was amazing. Um, I love. The simple idea of you know Kingpin versus Daredevil taken to its apex. This feels like mm-hmm, that in a lot of sure. ways. Um, this brings me back, man. This is a comic that made me feel like I was sixteen again because yeah, sure, yep. it has those Civil War Marvel late two
1: thousands era feel to it. The best parts of it, though, not the dumb parts where superheroes yeah, just right. kill each Seriously. other, you know, because that doesn't make sense. It's it's but this is villain versus hero you know yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's good
2: and recycling some of those pieces like the thunderbolts and like and you know bringing in like the the like new avengers cat some of those cast like yeah, yeah it's it's really sick like it, it hit a it, lot of good nostalgic waves for me um without feeling like you know um tired in the
1: way that can feel and it references everything It event references king of black it references references uh war of the realms um it references the end of Mark Wade's Daredevil run, which then went into uh, Charles Soule's Daredevil run. You know, uh, Kilgrave shows up again. And then and they even mentioned, you know, yeah. Jessica Drew is, uh, um, Jessica Jones is in this as well. And like, uh, it's, Dude, oh, it's so lore, it's out. so lore heavy without it really dragging it down. Like, it, it, there are like winks and nods to things that like, I've been reading Daredevil since Bendis's run, really. Um, I also read there was like a Polygon article or something recently where um, they said Daredevil is the most well-written character in Marvel and in comics history just consistently Um, I kind of agree with that Um, but seeing that here is just a lot of fun
0: yeah
2: so uh, I think this speaks to how good um, he is but I had a real problem in this issue a couple times where I could not not hear uh, Vince D'Onofrio's voice as <laughs> when he's giving his speech to New York. Yeah. I, I could not. I started laughing my ass off. Just the, uh, he goes, we have suffered wave after wave of attacks <laughs> of destruction brought down on our
3: great city. It's just <laughs> kills me. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, this not my kind of not, not my kind of comics
2: this was okay Good story beats such a okay. bummer man i i'm all about i'm I'm right there with tyler in terms of this is the kind of stuff that i live for i love the street level heroes you know, like big cosmic concerns and you know uh you know politics of of dumb all that stuff it's all fun it's all great that's there's all that there's time and place for all of that and i love it but like this kind of shit is like, this is my roots when it comes to the Marvel universe. You know, it's like characters like this, like Spider-Man, like Daredevil, you know, um, like Luke Cage. Uh, it, I, I eat this shit up. The fact that it's like all of those folks and like Captain America being like, if a law keeps you from saving people, it's wrong. We got to go underground. It's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I'm, I'm here. Like,
0: <laughs> What I also loved is that Iron Man is a part of this. Like, Tony Stark, this, like this, doesn't really affect him. No, but he's like, nah, I'm down. And also, by the way, I'm gonna run for mayor uh, so <laughs> that I can stop him on the on the political end. Like, yeah, it's just it's just so good. This is like, this is Marvel. Yeah, this is Marvel. And like the um, whole like like
2: Luke Cage like saving somebody and then like giving a speech to like a bunch of people on their phones like that just feels like such a like.
1: Yeah, man, I can't wait for that Luke Cage tie-in comic.
0: Glad you said that. Uh. (laughs) It's so obvious from reading this that that scene is included to give Luke Cage a space within this event. Mm -hmm. And now whatever was going to happen there just isn't going to happen. That's such a shame. We won't see it for a while. Um, I really liked seeing Doc Ock and Reed Richards share page space together. I don't think I've ever seen them on the same page. Like on a on a that I can think pattern. of,
2: yeah, yeah, where it's like one like where they're just
0: having words, yeah. And I love the Fantastic Four being a part of this. It's so cool. People, you know, forget that like New York City's heroes are more than just the street level people. Mm-hmm. Like the Fantastic Four are far from street level, but they're as intrinsic to New York as Spider Man is. Um, and so, yeah, so fucking lovely. yeah. Seeing them have a stake in this was super cool. This was this was just brilliant, and you know we talked a little bit about the art. Whew, man,
3: solid, very yeah. very good stuff. Like, yeah, gorgeous. especially because no.
2: like this kind of book, like there's, it's gonna lend itself to a lot of fight scenes and stuff, and that can get real fucking tired, right? But like I I feel like the it's real dynamic stuff, you know, like when when we are going for like you like the it's like this what second second page. Um, where it's the full spread of daredevil and it's like one of the most classic daredevil poses imaginable it's like you know i'm sure there are probably a hundred daredevil comics that open with a similar page like this but it's fucking good so it doesn't matter right like it's like yeah like if you're gonna play the hits fucking play them well and that's what this is right like it is meat and potatoes type comics but it's good and like you know like there's a reason people like comfort food you know it's the
0: cream of the crop it it
2: really really is um chip is fucking great man he knows how to write these these kinds of characters so well you know yeah
3: the the artists that he works with i think they communicate the story beats really well uh all of them start off with like this nice uh looking when we, we first get introduced to the fantastic four you know like two big panels set the scene And then the last panel is going to lead into like the actual big bad action and then similarly for uh, luke cage and um you see here you know they have a big page they're in there you they're walking and then all of a sudden the the bottom of the page leads into the big action and i think the that economy of uh paneling i think works really well and tied along with uh the fact that i think zadarski is like a really good storyteller understands like how to whole tension um they they make for really good segues into the next scene and it flows really really well
2: something that i really appreciate about chip as a writer is i feel like he has such a strong voice um books that he writes i feel like really have a specific tone and style to them that feels like him but he does he fucking like really knows these characters voices well you know so like you don't get that problem where like some ca- some writers who have a really strong voice, like they write every character kind of similarly. Yeah, you know, and like that Sadness. Sure, right, exactly, right. Yeah, like almost every character is the same person. Um, and like he's really good at leaning into the things that are like this is a hallmark or you could even argue a trope of this character but I'm going to lean into it in a way that's good and authentic. Like the whole, the, the moment with, uh, you know, where cap comes in and, and backs up miles. Right. And he's walking, he's holding this woman that he's carrying out of a burning building. And he's like, officer, step away from that young man now, you know, and like inserts himself in this problem. And it's like the most like, yeah, that's exactly what he would do in this scenario. Of course. Right. But like, It's easy to do that and have it feel hammy, you know. And he he toes that line so fucking well, you know. I think that's one of the things he he nails so well when he's doing Marvel stuff.
0: It's weird how good of a writer Chip Zdarsky is. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) Yeah, because he's we know him. We knew him as an artist and now he's this great writer. I feel like it's the inverse now, right? Like
2: he's he's been a writer for longer and is probably like more prolific as a writer now than an artist, you know? Which is wild yeah, as
0: fuck. Fair to say, yeah.
2: You know, like if you had said that in 2000 what, 13 or 14 whenever sex criminals was on the scene, you know, you would have been like, "Oh, in 10 years he'll be at the top of the
0: art art game," you know? <laughs> well, I am assuming, Tyler, that Devil's Reign was your t- your pick of the week. Or you said that. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, what brilliant. do you think is happening at the end here? Is is, is Kingpin taking out Kilgrade's vocal cord to use it?
4: Oh.
1: Can that, I don't. Can that be a thing?
2: That makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I I mean, he clearly is he just taking him off the board. Well, I mean, he says, "What a squandered gift." Perhaps it's time someone more worthy possessed it for a better world. He's definitely talking about himself. It's like he's got to be doing something
0: to co-opt his powers. I don't know what yeah. that is. Yeah, I'm not sure myself. I like you. You mentioned vocal cords. Like, is that where his powers are? I figured it would be in his brain. You know. So, well, we'll,
1: we'll his blood's have purple, to-
2: though. Like,
3: even yeah. though
0: that's purple. He's the purple man.
3: Yeah, yeah. he's the purple man.
2: Um, I did think it was fucking hilarious when I when we got to that last panel and the Fisk for president. And I was like, damn, where was this issue? Uh, fucking
0: 2016 when we named Wilson Fisk for yeah. president. We fucking predicted this five years. We sure did. <laughs> A little late, but we made it. Uh, yeah, this was brilliant. On any other week, this is my pick of the week, and it was Agreed. tough for me between the between the two, but. Infernal went out. Definitely pick this up though. You don't need to be reading Daredevil to understand what's happening here. Can confirm. That, <laughs> the context that you need is literally in the first few pages and the uh previously on page. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah, Pete, your only questions were uh, costume related, like yeah, not plot related at all. And I was
0: yeah. right about both of them just from <laughs> context clues. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty
2: sure these are who these people are. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, let's talk about Batman 118, a new beginning for uh, the Batman. Uh, Joshua Williamson, who I'm really happy to see getting this shot, even though it's not uh, not long term. He's here for a good time, not a long time. Uh, he is joined by uh, Jorge Molina. Ooh, not, our...
3: Alfred Molina? <laughs> no, no, uh, not Alfred Molina? No, not Alfred Molina.
0: That would have been really shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, by the way, I think does an absolutely incredible job. Um yeah.
2: With, yeah.
0: I don't know that I've ever seen his stuff before, but like I
2: was fucking blown away by his work.
1: I, I feel like I've seen plenty of Jorge Molina, but like I looked at this and I'm like Wait, this is Molina. Like, Mikel <laughs> Jannen was also uh, one
0: of the artists on this, so they they shared duties. I'm not I sure think it was the... only like two pages. Yeah, like yeah. you can
1: you can tell Jannen's art, and mm-hmm. I think it's only like two pages with um, was it um, Alfred's daughter? Was that her? Oh yeah 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 um, yeah. I think those were the Jannen pages.
0: And then uh, Tamu Moray did the colors, and Clayton Cowles did the letters. So. If you haven't been following Batman, one of the cool things about this issue is that that's really irrelevant. Uh, You get what you need to know up front, again, which is that, hey, Gotham won and the fear state is over and we're good now. Um, And immediately, I think Joshua Williamson gives us a moment that really impacted me, which is, you know, Batman kind of not knowing how to, like, just accept that it's over you know, and Batgirl's like, hey, things are okay now. You can rest. Why don't you come hang out with me and Dick and we'll eat Starbucks or whatever. And he doesn't do that. You know, I really, really loved that sequence. He thinks about the people in his life that he would normally go to for that decompression, and he can't. Yeah, I
2: I loved that. Um, I think the easiest way to get me to like a story about Batman. Um not that I'm predis-, predis predisposed to not, um but I like when Batman is written as being vulnerable and like having vulnerability rather than being like the whole, you know, kind of like almost memification of the character of like oh with enough prep time Batman can beat anybody and it's like maybe but like there's times when he's written like a god and that's not interesting to me. You know, I'm I'm way more interested in um, somebody who's that capable but has flaws, right, and makes mistakes and learns from them and, you know, is uh, sometimes not as emotionally available as he'd like to be and, you know, those kinds of things. Like, that makes him a person. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I come to superhero comics for. Um, and I that moment was my favorite of the issue. Like specifically, you know the the cuts of all those like warm memories, and then that being just contrasted with him like there alone with the sun coming up. You know yeah. is like that's that's good. That's really good writing. You know, it's very very personal.
1: Yeah, the the story is about a Batman who doesn't recognize Gotham anymore. You know, Arkham Asylum's gone, Wayne Manor's gone, Alfred's gone dixon bloodhaven you know damien's gone people are happy you know like he doesn't <laughs> this isn't gotham anymore and instead of being able to accept that and live in it he does the classic bruce way thing and runs away from it you know he finds trouble or, or maybe trouble finds him in a bit but uh, but it's he finds like a reason to leave gotham yeah to, you it's know, like it's almost he's else.
2: taking the excuse right like sure trouble exactly, finds yeah. him but he could have not flown across the world to deal with this problem he could have went that you know i mean maybe not but i i feel like it's both of those things like yes this fell in his lap but i'm i think he's jumping at the opportunity to go somewhere else and in and, and engross himself in a case you know sure yeah
0: um i really enjoyed the the villains party the batman villains party I stared at this page for way too long. Like I was trying to see how many two faces there were. I was disappointed to more see more than two. It was more than two. There definitely were. I think it was like four. I was disappointed that there was no Dr. Hurt. Um because yeah, um, of the
1: gala sort of thing, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I don't think I saw Professor Pig, nope. which I was there was
1: um by. A Riddler in the costume he used in Batman Forever though so that made up for all that for me that was
0: sick it was sick that there were multiple of the same characters yeah, were wearing different
1: versions of the costumes mm-hmm. that was really great there, was- were, there were as many Harley Quinn costumes as uh, Halloween the as normal year Halloween. that Suicide Squad came out yeah <laughs> uh, friend of the show Matt Murphy was also one of those Harley Quinns at one point I remember so-
0: <laughs> yep. what
1: it's not yep. burned
0: in your memory no, I need to see that pronto. <laughs>
2: um yeah, I I thought that was like a really fun premise and it was it was like I don't know, I think I think it speaks to like how cool the art is in this, right? That like a lot of background scenes are are often not you know as as well realized as this is yeah. or there's so many fine <laughs> details. Like um I really liked there's the the um in that shot right like on the the top left when you have like the full shot and it's the billionaires ball villains of gotham uh there's the catwoman from uh the arkham games is right there and then back straight it's the mr freeze from the animated series like there's some there's some fun little nods all these different you know fantastic designs of, of obviously all these characters
3: yeah. I think it's it's fun also because it plays into the like the story directly. Uh Bruce is hidden as uh killer croc and that's fun. Yeah it's it's almost like a like a small campy moment, but it's executed really well and that beat is used really effectively, like where he'll pop out, say, like, oh what the hell's going on? And all of a sudden boom, uh Batman. It's like all right, fuck with that. And I like that like he
2: he's like cracking jokes and stuff too. <laughs> yeah. Like like the whole he's like, Oh, like the Riddler goes Riddle me this, Killer Croc. What's green and red all over my fist? And he fucking gets him right in the face. Like, that's it's fun. It's a Batman who's having some fun, you know? It's it's very
1: Schumacher Batman, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, totally down my alley. Tyler,
0: did this remind you at all of uh, issue one of Scott Snyder's run on Batman, where he breaks into Arkham, and he's facing off with all those villains, and he teams up with the Joker, but it turns out the Joker's Nightwing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. That was He's,
1: great for the previous pages and make that make sure that book uh sold for yeah you know thousands of copies, but no kidding. Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, I mean there's some brilliant like art pieces in this issue. Just like when Firefly burns away Batman's mm-hmm. um, you know, fake costume and you see him yes. here in all his glory. Yep. Such a sick panel. Man. There are so many
2: good of that of just the him in the shadow or like in the yeah. background or whatever like later on the two the two guest pages where there's the stuff with Alfred's daughter right where like she's at the crime scene and he just shows up he's like don't touch that like that's another really just solid solid Batman you know yeah
0: um, so much the vibes are art. immaculate in this book frankly
2: I I really like this I thought this was a really fun first issue
0: yeah this was this was awesome I Haven't read much of Tinian's run, um, so I'm coming into this mostly fresh, especially when you talk about, like, the fear state element. But, um, man, was this awesome. This is what I wanted. Like, Tom King's run was cool, but it didn't feel quite like Batman to me. This feels like what Joshua Williamson did with The Flash. He took a character that needed a little bit, in my mind, of a freshening up, and he did that by doing what you do with that character you know there's no like special bells and whistles on this it's just great batman stuff yeah
2: it's like so classic that it feels novel right you know it's like oh yeah like fuck the like, yeah this is what we've been missing right sometimes you need that sometimes you need that back to basics run you know it's like reorient the character a little bit
1: i, I think it was especially important after tinian's run which was very out there i i I really liked indian's run i would say i'm a fan of of the whole run but it was a non-traditional batman story in a way
2: and like what's nice about it is it's not doing like a rubber banding thing like it's not like being like hey none of that shit happened we're back to basics because of fucking bullshit it's just like hey that story resolved itself and now bruce doesn't know what to do with himself so let's follow him where's he going now like it feels so natural you know
0: you can literally always hook me with the Batman Ink crew. By the way, like their inclusion here, it, like this is if you're Wait, who, you who's like your favorite Grant's Batman run? Inc. member. Who's my favorite Batman Inc. member?
1: Not necessarily the ones showed in this, but like in general.
0: Uh, I don't know if you count her, but uh, Squire.
1: That, that's oh, the right answer. Cool. Yeah. See, that's the correct answer. As someone who po- <laughs> that- <laughs> there, there's a Paul Cornell uh, Night and Squire miniseries yes. that is fantastic. Yeah. Yep.
2: As someone who like is I've never really like inter interacted with Batman Inc., but like I fuck with the Batman of China because I loved I fucking loved the new Superman.
1: Super old, I think it's, a, it's a retcon, I think. It's a retcon. I don't think he was originally a member of Batman Inc. in this. No, he wasn't. Yeah.
2: I was gonna say, I feel like that run happened like way after It did. Yep. Yeah. Because New Super New Super Hyphen Man was only. I, believe it was,
1: yeah, I think it was ago. just a young a younger Guy who then China the Chinese government like made into their Batman, you know. From what I remember, is that right? Is that uh,
2: that? the the thing is that the when the Chinese government like built their Justice League, they have like a Batman training camp, basically, and okay, it's yep, like yeah. all of these dudes training to be Batman, and the top cadet is Batman, you know, for as long as he is. But this guy like went rogue and and everything, and he's like, nah, fuck mm-hmm. that, I'm Batman, like. <laughs> You could say somebody else is Batman.
3: I'm Batman.
1: <laughs> Mar- Marco, what's your what's your favorite Batman Inc member?
3: Uh, El Gaucho is pretty fucking. There cool. we go. We oh, yeah. were gonna say El Gaucho is El great. You don't like he's Spawn? One of the prominently
1: uh, shown one. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Spawn is he's pretty chill, but the yeah. Hood. yeah. He's just he's just Spawn. Prefer Todd McFarlane's uh, The Hood.
0: Also, can we talk about how this has like
3: a clayman
0: esque uh, element of everybody being hot? Sure. Yeah. Even Lex, which was like, "What the hell is going on here?" Why? First of all, why is he here? That was interesting. (laughs) That was like, (laughs) you're right. right. He's like like, weirdly handsome. (laughs) What is happening, dude? That's
1: literally Mark Strong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, look at that. That's Mark Strong. Yeah, totally. Fuck, you're right. He Mm -hmm. does
2: look like Mark Strong. Yeah, that's
1: handsome Doctor Savannah from the movies. This is this is definitely an
0: awesome issue. I think um this is gonna be a contender, man. And and if if Williamson gets a little bit more time with the book, because right now it looks like he's only getting like an
1: arc or two or something like that. Like four issues, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um if he if he gets an extended run or if he does well enough with this, maybe they'll give him the real ball down the road. I would I hope so. Yeah. I
2: really, I really liked if- his
0: take on Batman on Batman.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have him back.
1: I wonder if DC uh just signed any exclusive contracts that could they can get Batman to, but who knows? But Ooh, who knows. Yeah, we'll talk about that on Wait, the wait for show, Saturday, certainly. I guess, for that one.
0: Uh let's talk. Oh, pull it. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah a good on a, on yeah, a
2: different but... week, this could have been a pick of the week. I this is great. You should pull it.
0: Yeah. It's nice to be able to this is the first Batman book we've read. Like mainline Batman this is the first time we've done it for the show. On purpose.
1: Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like the 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 whole uh, peacekeeper maker oh, batman book yeah, yeah
0: <laughs> fair enough and then i um, made you read
1: afterwards the garden
0: this was great but let's talk about marco's main event he hasn't picked the book of the week yet so it has to be this or the- marco show the course. sweater show the sweater marco talking about the swamp thing number oh. 10 Wouldn't you rather have a t
1: shirt of this cover, Marco?
3: I would. That is a sick cover. I would would rather have that cover, if I'm being honest. Oh, Oh, Marco, just saying. uh,
1: Marco, go go to uh, Forbidden Planet in New York City. They got the uh, House of Secrets cover, First Parent Swamp Thing t shirt. Ooh. Yeah. They don't have my size, but you're a little, you're you're not as, you don't have as much of a beer good as I do. So they probably have (laughs) yours. So, uh, of
0: course, I, I'm sure that for those of you who normally listen, I don't need to repeat this, but uh, it's Rom V, Mike and Mike, Perkins and Spicer, um, Aditya Bidikar on letters, and uh, let's talk about it. This is the finale of season one of Swamp Thing. Marco, why don't you kick us off, man? Uh,
3: quite the finale. Mm. He's, as Rom will do and as writers will do with Swamp Thing, they will wax politically and bring some sort of idea to the forefront and then behind that there's the layer of the action plus the subtext of the plot. I think it it all worked here really, really well. It delivered on I think the the overall story. Uh, I think we had probably mentioned some of it had felt a bit uh, condensed after the the suicide, not the suicide, yeah the suicide squad appearance yeah. but um, I think from there, it's picked up the battle here with the brother uh, juxtaposed with, you know, thoughts of memory and and hope Um, a lot to love. And as always Perkins fucking crushes dude, that one panel with where he comes out on the ground, like a fucking zombie. Good shit. That was nuts.
1: Just the different designs that he's chosen for Swamp Thing throughout this whole run. has been great. I like how the idea of Swamp Thing is malleable to the situation he's in.
2: Spicer fucking killing it on covers too. our uh, colors man like
1: so bold so dynamic wrong, wrong page Sean you showed off uh, you showed one the one stars watcher oh, whoops <laughs> oh, I'm not right. talking about that book yeah there we go right? there it there is we go. yes good yes. Like a walking dead uh it does it does have yeah. that vibe to it yeah I'm glad I'm glad Perkins kind of graduated from like the carnage guy for me you know yeah I think Marvel kinda of pigeonholed him and like he's really gotten to really flex his stuff here, which I which I really enjoy.
0: Man,
2: the first three pages of this I just was like so I thought was so good. Like so moving. Um, like you know, Marco said the whole like Rom gets a chance to kind of wax uh, poetic a little bit. And I, I really loved this the script there. You know, like I just I thought like the language was, was definitely tapping into that kind of flowery you know like prosy swamp thing vibe you know um and not that he's not done that at all but i feel like it's it's been sparingly and this was such a like you know him using it as like this opportunity to like meditate on you know like childhood ambition and you know and and like the the relationship between these brothers and how it's soured and and like having that juxtaposed with this like incredibly warm memory between the two of them and Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's so uh it's good stuff you know we've talked about how one of the unique things about uh rom's run here is the decision to make uh levy like still a person and like to in- include uh familial drama as kind of like a grounding element to the story um and that's i i found that to be really rewarding and i feel like this issue like pays off on that well it makes good use of of the that bedrock that's been built into the story you know
0: it's i a- agree with that um the only thing that i would say as not a not a counter to that but just i guess on the side of it is i've I wasn't too interested in their fight. I thought that their fight was not very, very good.
2: I agree. It, it felt like it was rushed. Like it, yeah. it feels like it just kind of happens and it, 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 it didn't feel super consequential. Yeah. And I think it could have,
1: well, I don't think it was supposed to be about the fight. That's the thing. Yeah. I, mean, I think, I think maybe the previous issues kind of built it up as that but it, it really was about showing them like that they're, there's still love for each other there, which then leads to Levi saving him, you know, yeah. it's more of a, I guess this, this is a way to resolve the two,
3: mm.
1: you know, for the coming issues. Maybe they become allies. I don't know. I just, it felt like it wasn't really necessarily meant to be that.
0: I agree that it wasn't about that, but I I, I I still feel it could have been a little more interesting. It was there, Fair. right? So if it's yeah. there, you know. Um, but...
2: Yeah, yeah. It's, like, not... It's too much and not enough, right? Like, yeah. it's, like,
1: one or the other would have been fine. Especially when you got a week where Moon Knight's fighting Rhino and Electro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, like, that shit yeah. was fun, you know? Um, and I didn't... I don't need that. I don't need a big, like, blowout between them, but it occupies a third of the issue and it's the least interesting part by a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. um, not that it's not good. Like the pages are still good. The art's really good.
1: The colors are really good. But there's also interference in the middle of their fight, like so they they don't really actually get to fight. John's wrestling reference. This feels like a no DQ finish. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like like it doesn't have a clean finish. Um, they'll save that for I don't know issue 15, maybe. I don't know.
2: But but, I mean, to your point, or it might just be because we're pivoting with that character, right? Where like he's gonna have a face turn and like they're gonna make amends or whatever, and like okay, like cool, like I'm I'm into that. Um, but I feel like he was like a a bad guy and an obstacle for such a short amount of time too that like. but who knows that might not be the case you know he might it might be a thing where he saves him, and he still hates his guts and you know right you know i'm i'm not um i'm with you sean where that stuck out to me as being the weakest point while not being something that i felt was actually a detractor really it wasn't bad it was just not as rewarding as i feel like it could have been and that rom's shown that he's capable of of having things like that pay off, you know, I thought the conflict with the suicide squad was, was more satisfying than this was in that regard. You know, yep, yep. he found a way to make that narratively rich. Um, and we, we, you know, gave him his laurels for that.
0: On the other, on the other hand, uh, the philosophical, as Marco said, like waxing poetic elements of this were really nice, man. I, I love Rom's presentation of the swamp thing as like, an eternal sort of force of nature, literally that it is a force of nature that persists beyond whoever currently is the avatar. Um, It's brilliant stuff. And, you know, it reminds me, and I guess if you're writing Swamp Thing, you've got to do this, but it reminds me of those like the, you know, the Neil Gaiman, right? Like the Neil Gaiman stuff. Um, Um, Alan Moore? I'm sorry, yeah, Alan Moore. It reminds me of of the Alan Moore stuff, and it feels appropriate that you stretch all the way back. And here's Alan Moore doing it, and now in 2021, Ram is planting his flag. It feels respectful yeah. of the character and what's been done, but it also adds some layers as well. I thought,
1: Sean, have you read uh The uh, Savage Shore?s No, that's good stuff.
3: Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't into it. Really, yeah, I really enjoyed
1: kid. these. I'm it's a vampire story, but Ooh. it's also set in like, um, like it's... colonial India with like English colonialism, and you know, built around that. I'm into that. Um, I thought, it, I thought that shit was good. Um, what, what... Not pirates? It's just no, like, it's just no old, not really like, pirates. like
3: older, yeah, colonial type stuff. Okay. It...
1: Marco, do you remember what uh, publisher that was? Uh, Vault, hate... it's Vault, okay. Mm-hmm yeah um cool yeah it's it's, it's cool. pretty though it's 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 real real good looking stuff it's uh kumar what, what's um while you
2: find that I, I i want to respond to something that sean said there where i i that's something i I've, I've really appreciated about how ram has handled swamp thing is like it really feels like um there is like that love and and admiration for the things about swamp thing that are like classic like the the yeah. the style and the form and like uh but not being afraid to like throw out all of the trappings you know like which is hard to do and do well i think you know to like uh it, it almost feels like you know kind of similar to uh the way that like like, which is this is kind of a weird pull, but like the way that um into the Spider Verse like kind of talks about like Spider Man as a mantle and like oh like it's you know it's it's about what it represents or whatever. It's like kind of the reverse of that of like well how do we boil down Swamp Thing to its core elements? And it's like well Alec Holland not really a core element. That's fine. We can toss that out. It's 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 the style. It's the presentation. It's the art. It's the you know the 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 flowery language like all those things and and rom is nailing all of that stuff and making it feel so true to swamp thing while also being you know the freshest take on the character probably since you know uh alan moore himself right like since he defined what you know um what it would be moving forward because this is so different
3: to to that point right like this is what Alan Moore did to distinguish himself from the Lynn Ween stuff, you know, be like, these people are not the same. They belong to this stretch of history and Ram B to do that successfully. Cause not a lot of writers, you know, you, uh, any, any other writer that's picked up the series will continue the, the Alec Holland story, not a refresh reduxed version. And so one for Ram to decide to do that, do it well and be successful at that. Uh, I think is, you know, kudos to him but he's also expanding the lore because you have that desert spirit, that avatar of the desert. and you know, he's, Yeah, I'm, I'm excited he's, for that. Like, so it was so cool to see him come there.
1: back into the play. Into yeah. the and, and it's yeah. funny, that that character, which was like the first arc of this whole run, kind of felt a little disjointed from everything. You yeah, know? it felt throwaway. Um, yeah, yeah. Outside of the fact that it was a way of introducing you know, Levi to the green, but like that character itself felt like a throwaway. So seeing that come back and like, oh, there might be actual ramifications there. It's very interesting. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I'm such a sucker for that. Like, you know, everyone knows I'm a, I'm a Kirkman fan and like, that's a thing I love that he does, Where it'll be like, oh, you remember that seed I planted fucking 30 issues ago? Like, here we go. Mm -hmm. It's, it's back. Like, I love shit like that where it's like, ah, you thought it was a throwaway nothing's a throwaway motherfucker like it all means something like that it makes you feel rewarded for investing in the story right that like even the stuff that at the time you're like how does this fit into what's going on it's like well there's a plan there's a plan here
1: and also like you talk about you know rom rom's take on this is a little more traditional in terms of swamp thing like i would say since like new 52 like nothing against snyder or souls run like i really enjoy those those are a little more popcorn-y you know Yeah. um this feels like vertigo you know what i mean like it, it's got you know a, a feel there that i don't see in comics um yeah, actually dc's been kind of bringing it back even though it's not vertical proper but like with hellblazer you know a year or two ago
3: yeah
1: um, good stuff i kind of had that same feeling so like yeah this is this is scratching an itch which i don't really uh feel gets scratched a lot lately so
3: it fills that void like that's yeah. what it is it, yep. you can, it's palpable and this would have been a vertigo book 100 percent
1: hmm
0: yep
3: yeah Yeah, i think
1: easily yeah yet Um, it's still in the dc universe because suicide squad was in it you know like we forget about that but like it it was it worked somewhat you know
2: i mean that's the thing is it's done a really good job of being like yeah like this is absolutely going on in the dc universe but it's not Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel slavish to that shit right like it and it's kind of like you know in in the limited experience i have with the classic swamp thing stuff that's kind of how it felt then too right where it's like yeah, if we want to like involve Batman in this, we can, but we don't have to, you know? So, like, when it's when it, you know, um, supports the story or, you know, by editorial mandate, um, hmm. it works out, right? But, um, you know, and in the hands of a lesser writer that might not have gone so hot, but, um, you know, we, we saw what Ron was able to do with that. So, yeah, it feels like they're able to kind of have their cake and eat it too, where like, this doesn't, you know, this could be the only thing you're pulling from DC and, like, that's cool. But if not, like, you know, to Marco's point, I think it's doing a really good job of adding to the mythology in a way that feels true and honors what's come before but not Mm -hmm. feeling like it needs to retread that ground again and again and again, you know? Like, at a certain point, we got to move on and do something else, right? Or, like, what are we doing, right? Um, So it's it's cool to see that because you know um Swamp Thing's obviously a character that like has a, a a ton of love and you know is is definitely really popular um so it's nice to see that dc was willing to like do something bold you know and like let let rom take a risk that paid off yeah yeah
3: the the one thing that i'm curious about is we saw woodroo like woodroo the uh, the floronic man earlier and mm-hmm. I wonder to what extent that's the same Dr. Woodru that we're seeing here. That was one other question that I God, had in my it's mind. Yeah. Like, like it's got like, to be, yeah. But maybe he's like personalities split or some shit.
2: Is it like um, Ivy, like where there's like, you know, like the good and bad version? Because think about it. The one that we met in the green was nice and helpful. And this dude seems pretty fucking sinister yeah um so i wonder if it's like i thought a... he was sinister
1: in the green too though like i thought he was just he was up to something there too i mean i do he... trust Woodru in anything though yeah <laughs> but i mean like he was trying to help um i can't remember her name levy's
2: love interest jennifer
0: yeah until he found out that she was with with Swamp Thing. if i recall yeah. correctly yep that's true and
2: then he flipped out
3: yeah
2: I Mark, before that he was trying a... to help somebody right like he's i
3: don't know you think we ever see the rot show up so like i was trying to figure mm. out if that's what this was right because yeah. like yes desert but also it's this mangled up corpse and i think like an earth avatar might be a little cheesy like if you're gonna expand into something the rot's the perfect place so
1: bring, bring, I thought bring so. anton into this somehow
3: yo if that'd be some crazy ass shit or what's her face uh because abigail abigail because she's technically yeah. not she i don't would know what the way current
1: is current um avatar avatar yeah
0: so we'll see well, uh, I think hats off, major props to the creative team behind this book for killing it for ten issues straight. Um, you know, it's it's not easy to contend with the market and to put out something that's really really good that feels special, but is also palatable for mainstream comics fans. I think it's a testament also to the fan base that they were able to stick with this um, because it is kind of heady at times and. Um, you know, I, I can see a lot of the reasons why people might drop a book like this or never even pick it up, but I'm glad that it was successful. And of course, the reward for success in comics is getting to make more comics. Yeah. Uh, Six
3: so, more issues, not all the I time.
0: <laughs> I really love the uh, the
2: like. It's such a like classic comics like ad on the front where it's like by popular demand, extended yeah. to sixteen issues, and it's yeah. like it's so, it's
1: so fucking funny. Yeah. It's awesome. I uh, can't wait. Wait, wait, wait. show, show me that um preview page again. Yeah, you got it. Wait, I don't the have that. The great machine. The great machine. Is that um wait, is what? that gonna be extending into the whole future futures end thing with the uh the machine?
3: Well, it doesn't have to because the machine have, have to. I own guess, thing. Yeah. yeah. Yo, wait, I don't have that in this book. Oh uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> Don't Damn. you dare admit that to Sean. <laughs> See, I missed one, Come on.
1: And also, we're getting another Swamp Thing book. Uh, The Black Label book comes out soon too. So we're going to get a daily dose of Swamp Thing.
2: Who's working on that one?
1: Or or a double dose? It's Lemire and um, uh, the Green Lantern guy. Uh, Um, We did Jeff Johns. Oh, Mankey, Doug Monkey. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I was really
2: no no.
3: I say Mankey like the Pokemon.
2: No disrespect. As Doug Primate. Yeah. To to (laughs) Doug Primate. But I was really hoping that when you said the Green Lantern guy, you meant Liam Sharp. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: no, no! Oh, Ooh, the other the, be... other, the
3: other, the—they're gonna
1: say Ben uh, <laughs> am Like, yo, get him off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so pull it. Although, if you pull this, it's obviously you got to pull the rest. You can't just pull this issue. Pull the TPB. Uh, <laughs> Do we, we know the tray, if there's
1: yeah. a hardcover coming?
0: There's a. F- there's definitely a soft cover. There's a trade. Yeah,
2: I want a hard
1: cover that uses more mm-hmm. paper.
0: not not with where dc and marvel are at with that stuff that's true yeah um pull it go pick up the trade get it it's phenomenal you won't be disappointed that's a pal's promise um we loved all the books here that we read today but of course we want to leave you guys with a little bit of a preview into our thoughts about what's coming out next week and what we recommend that you guys buy uh so i will start to give you guys a little bit of time uh, thing number two. Ooh, oh, okay. Oh, Let's yeah, stand. I'm done. That's my pick. <laughs> thing was was a surprise. It knocked Ooh, that's all Tom of us Riley off art, our right? feet. Yep, Tom Riley, Walter yeah. Mosley, a newcomer to comics. Not a newcomer to writing, but a newcomer to comics who just drop the bomb on us mm-hmm. with that first issue. Can't wait
1: to see. Yeah. And always the team next time. I always like the out of continuity, but like sort of in continuity thing stories. Yeah. I feel like the thing is always that a character to like, oh, we had to go back to a time where he wasn't happy, you know, like, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm, you- I'm, a, I'm, I mean, I'm genuinely very, very excited for that book. Um, But in general, that's a thing that I'm like, absolutely a sucker for. I love a good, like period piece comic, you know, uh, is, yeah, I'll eat that shit up every time.
3: Pete, you're not looking
2: forward to Hulk number two. Uh, I, I haven't read number one yet, so oh. I I'm hey, excited to, to, to see Otley's work,
1: but you know, robot suit Hulk, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, um, for me, I have two. Um, first one is Wastelanders Wolverine number one, hmm. uh, written by Stephen S. denight um, with yeah, with art by Ibrahim Mustafa, who uh, did that um, Young Jean Grey miniseries. Yes, um, way back yes, when I
0: remember that.
1: So yeah. that's like an interesting team to be doing like a kind of under the radar um yo. old man Logan story. This is uh this is the rejuvenation of the old man Logan universe, and I think there's right. four different series spinning out of it Black Widow, Hawkeye, Star um, Lord, right? Right? Star Lord, yeah, yeah. And then this yo, Steven the Knight. That's amazing. Right? Dare, Daredevil um yes,
0: yes, showrunner,
1: showrunner for the
0: first season a, or something like that. Yeah, um, a Buffy alum as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, and then the other one would be the Amazing Spider-Man number eighty-one, um, because the cover shows Ben Riley facing off against yep. the Spider-Man of Brooklyn, which is Kane. Oh, uh, so we has some clone-on-clone action. So I'm down You're for down that. For and that, I also yeah. like the, the, this whole Spider-Man Ben Riley Beyond Corporation story has been goofy, <laughs> like it's not taking itself seriously at all. And the Beyond Corporation is the corporation that was a next wave, which they have all these weird kind of doohickeys and gadgets and technology that um, they have. Drop, drop, uh, drop bears, which are uh, flesh-eating uh, koalas. Like that's the kind of stuff that's in this book. I wanna, um, and, and I I wanna that.
0: read it, but it's three thrice monthly or whatever it is. Yes, yeah. just... <laughs>
1: not not only that, but it has like point issues as well. And so. the
0: point bays, which are ridiculous. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. I did that. 10 years ago with the big time stuff, you can't catch me twice. <laughs> I'm too old um, now.
1: Johnny, picking up uh, Joker next week? <laughs> what? Joker's next week.
0: What? I don't read that.
1: Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, um, how dare you? you don't read I'm, that. I'm, I'm actually really, not allowed. Really fun Commissioner Gordon book, but yeah, I don't read that.
0: I'm, I'm not allowed to read that. Yeah, I haven't bought every issue um, at five ninety nine, dollars 99 but no, no. <laughs> um, I didn't want to point out that uh, the saga box set is dropping... This one. Oh, yeah, we'll limit one per customer on Midtown Comics. Uh, by Brendan Vaughn, whoever that is, oh Brendan Vaughn. Um and Fiona Staples. Wait, uh, did he it's really Brendan? It says Brendan Vaughn. That's I'm a, sure a miss. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's a it's dip- gotta be. It's just funny. Um uh, th- th- why the last man did not flop that bad on TV. <laughs> <gotta take> <laughs> Come on.
0: It's funny. Um I, I point this out because obviously we know that Saga's on its way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's impending. If you haven't read Saga or if you know someone who you think might like it, this would be a great gift
1: to get. Yeah, I, have little, I have a little Saga shrine up there on my bookshelf. Dang. It's uh, the nice, box. Harko beautiful. Some, some pops, some Funko pops because I'm a friggin' Mark.
2: You're a Mark. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> Don't worry about it.
3: Some of us right. more than others. Uh, Marco, did you have a pull that you wanted to shout out? Yeah, bro, Eternals number eight. What? Not that- Berserker? I was waiting Marco for you to say that Where's Berserker? One. Berserker? Uh, well, the cover's not there, so I'm. Assuming you said you were gonna finish the whole out. series.
1: You're gonna pick it up. I, I, Elvira, I Vincent Price, number one. Uh, no, yeah.
2: not
3: not yet. I'm not there yet.
2: Sean's getting the cosplay. Dude, cover Eternals though.
1: is fun though. That <laughs> Eternals book is so much better than so the movie.
3: Good. Yeah. Uh, the uh, and then Primordial four. Good stuff. You know what, um, guys? Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, just a shout out for next week also. Strange Adventures, the full book, and then mm. Rorschach as well. as They're both Ooh, being collected and fire. releasing next week. It's King Day.
0: I would buy those. I would buy Saga, but my money's wrapped up because I'm buying the Spawn Compendium.
3: Let's go. Please Damn, tell me your comments really got not. you. Wait, they what? Not the, not the red carpet collection for the Hellfire Gala?
0: Wait, what, where's that?
3: What's that? Uh, it's a looks like a, a compendium for or a trade for the Hellfire Gala.
0: Oh, shit. All right. Well, I
1: have to get that.
3: <laughs> you That's buy every awesome.
1: X-Men book no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. How's a Ten of Swords book doing? Oh, I got to read that. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs>
0: yeah. Shit. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I got to go read Ten of Swords Collected. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode we appreciate you for listening write in and let us know your thoughts you can get us all over the place social media at the comics pals the comics pals at gmail.com youtube.com slash the comics pals where you can help us out by subscribing to our channel help us get to 500 subscribers we uh, really appreciate all the support it means the world listen to our main show the comics pals which drops every single monday talk about the characters you love and all the places you can find them we spoke to one of our favorite creators. Christopher Sabella on the show this week that interview is up now we also talked a little bit about the spider madness that's been going on Um, Amy Pascal announcing a new trilogy coming but do we believe it the answer is no (laughs) Um, listen to our Wednesday image reviews drops every single Wednesday this week Uh, what did we review it was um, made in In Korea Korea number
2: six and silver coin number seven yes Rom V joint there you go.
0: Yeah. Great issue. Exactly. Check it out. There you go. Uh, thank you so much for listening. For the rest of these chuckleheads, I'm Sean saying until next week, take care, guys.
1: See you.